Thank you for joining us on Theology Refresh. I'm sitting here with Ed Welch today, who's a writer, teacher, and who works with CCEF, where he's been since 1981. I'm a grandfather, too. Also a grandfather. So, okay. Very good. That's the important one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and we're taking up the topic today of biblical counseling. We have about 10 minutes in this, helping you through your mid-range commute here, and want to talk to pastors and other Christian leaders about Biblical counseling. I know this is not nearly enough time. I was going to say, that should be easy enough. I can you know, unload my entire mind in 10 minutes. That, that should be plenty of time. Uh, go ahead. I don't want to stop you in your question, but... but well, when you hear the you phrase got, biblical counseling, recently. you hear biblical counseling, what do you want people to think about? Where should yeah. their mind go with that phrase? Well, that's a great question, because I think a lot of people already have some kind of sense, some kind of feel for what biblical counseling is. Mm-hmm. And I think as far as I can tell, it's... We take sin seriously, and now we're growing up and we're taking suffering seriously as well. Uh, I think that's the way it tends to be understood. Let me give you, give you my sense of the ethos of biblical counseling. I, yeah, well, I, I'm a hedonist in my own way. So, and, <laughs> and as a hedonist, um, I wouldn't be in ministry if it wasn't just the most enjoyable thing in the world. And it wouldn't be enjoyable unless I could speak about things that were really, really good and encouraging for people every single day. So when I think about the, the ethos of biblical counseling, it's there is wherever you are, there is something you're going to hear that is shockingly good, okay? that obviously is centered on the person of Christ and, 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 and sends out the streamers from the person of Christ. So, so that's the way I think about the, the feel of biblical counseling. And this is what I tell some of my students and, and even my colleagues. If it doesn't sound good, okay, then, then we're not on to really the ethos of Scripture. So that's, that's biblical counseling. We could say a lot more, but that's, it's just good and pleasant and and, and surprising, where Scripture, it should always have that sense. Even though, if we even if we know it well, it just takes us off guard in the sense that I would have never thought that, I would have never said that. But now that I hear it, it goes more deeply than can I, I can ever imagine, and it's just what I needed. It's just what I wanted. Uh, that's what we're looking for. The I'll give you my own particular interest in biblical counseling right now. That's a larger ethos question. My own particular interest is is how can, how can the entire church be mobilized to love each other well and meaningfully? Mm. I'm a professional counselor. I've been doing it for many years. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I guess I'm an expert, whatever an expert is. Uh, but here's what I find as an expert, that God is pleased to use ordinary people who don't even know they're being used to bring profound changes in people's lives. In, in some ways, I, I feel like I'm on the grandstand as a biblical counselor, just watching sort of the accumulation of the ministry of the word of preaching, you know, the ministry of people who are praying for a person, people who are inviting someone over for a meal. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm just watching the accumulation of those means of grace and sitting back and enjoying it. So as a result, I guess the, the thing that has been on my mind especially is how can all of us just, just have a keen sense of God's calling to minister to each other, and then the skills to be able to do it. For example, here's, here's the way I, I would summarize biblical counseling in a way that is, it, it's for the experts, but it's also for the child. Okay? All right, God has moved toward us. So we don't sit around and wait for people to come to us and say, there's something hard, hard on my heart. We move toward people. And that's simply, we just move toward others as, as we have been moved toward too, and simply say, how are you doing? 
Okay. And, and, and I don't know what your experience is on this, but there are two kinds of how are you doing for me. Mm-hmm. One is high. Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, the other is, and this is a very noticeable one, it's, no, how are you doing? I have, I have a friend at church who has been used to sanctify my life, and he's one of those guys who says, no, I wouldn't, no you can't get away with that. I want to know how you're really doing. And, and essentially what he's saying is, I want to know what's going on in your life well enough so I can pray for you today. In fact, I want to know what's going on in your life so I can know what, what's going on in your life so I can pray for you now. And in a sense, that's, there it is. There's biblical counseling in a nutshell. What, how are you doing? Okay, what's going on in your life right now? That's, that's step one. Step two is, okay, now let's consider what does God say? Given those things that you're talking about, what does God say? And many times the, the application of that is simply, how can we pray? How can we pray? You know, just, how are you doing? How can we pray? Mm-hmm. How are you doing is so simple, but it's shocking to people. <laughs> and it's, it, it's, it's surprising to me the things people are willing to share, perhaps that they've never shared, when they recognize that kind of invitation. So that's, that's a very simple skill, but it's God uses that to change people's lives. That second question, to, it's simply, okay, how can, how can we pray, given what you're saying? It's, that, that is a profound form of counsel, because it's saying that life is not simply what's going on in our relationship with another person. It's not simply the, the pains we have in ourselves. We are people who live before God, mm-hmm. and that is most important. And somehow the God who cares about the details of our lives, he speaks to these things more profoundly and more beautifully than we could imagine. So it's just a simple question. You know, how, can, how can we pray about this together? But it's, it's really the summary of all biblical counseling. So that's, that's what I do as a counselor. Okay. How are you doing? How can I pray for you? Uh, and that's, that's my desire for the, for the entire church of Christ to be mobilized to do those things. Hearing you talk, I feel encouraged to get involved in others' lives, move toward me, need, move toward pain. Prob- probably you would get the sense as well as I would that more of us in the church uh, should engage more and not as quickly farm out problem cases to the profession. Sometimes we don't know how to engage. Hmm. Yeah. And what we're suggesting is it doesn't have to be that sophisticated. That's right. Very good. And, and a lot of times, as a, as, even as a, quote, expert, I, when I know a person, I can ask the question, what, what does the Lord say about these things? What, what does Scripture say about these things? But it's a question. It's not a, it's not a question where I'm saying, I know the answer. But I'm saying... This is a very challenging problem, and, and, and the Word of God says a lot. What does he say to you? And, and, and there are times, as, as both an elder and, and a counselor, I'll say, well, I don't know what the Word of God says. And so that's the way we're going to pray. Mm-hmm. Okay? Lord, teach us. And, and so I'll, I'll suggest to the person, let's, let's get in Scripture this week, and, and let's see what jumps out that's relevant to these very things we've spoken about. And if nothing jumps out, then, Lord, open our eyes, teach us. And, and, and you can see how it's just a very normal body of Christ stuff. If we're still saying, what does the Lord say we don't know, then we're going to grab somebody else in church. Could you help us with this? Could you pray for us with this? Which is exactly... The, the way ministry should unfold. When we're stuck, we have this larger body of Christ that the Lord uses to, to help us to see things we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Yeah. And any counsel for pastors, Christian leaders involved in cases of extreme need? It feels like a, a bottomless pit of investment, 
uh, are, are, is there a place for referrals and getting help outside just already the local church setting? I'll think about it very, very normally from the body of Christ. That is, if I'm walking along with somebody and there are things going on in your life that, that I simply don't understand, as a, as a mere human, as a limited human, I recognize I don't have all the gifts in myself. I don't have all knowledge in myself. And it is God's will for us to sort of expand that circle. And might that circle include people with a good bit more expertise who happen to be professionals in something, or medical doctors. Um, certainly the, the, the circle may expand that way. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that that process is really a very normal, everyday process that all of us are doing. Um, you know, we, we, we should be doing that because we, are not, not, we don't have all the competencies of ministry embodied in any one particular human being apart from Jesus. So would you want to take what you're saying here about biblical counseling and uh, maybe focus it in on a, an encouragement you'd give a local pastor in regards to, to biblical counseling in their congregation? Yeah, I appreciate that question. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to ask your question, but this is what, what you have me thinking. We live in this amazing age, this age of the Spirit. And in the age of the Spirit, where in the Old Testament economy, it seems like the priests and the prophets... They, they had the corner of the market on ministry. <laughs> you know, they, right. Nobody else, the riffraff like the rest of us, we, it, it just wasn't done. But now in this, in this New Testament time, the Spirit is pleased to rest on people who don't necessarily think they're the experts. Mm. And, and they're, they're used to be very fruitful in the lives of other people. But I'm not telling pastors anything they don't know. They, they have the privilege of being able to see those things all the time. I'm just reminding them that indeed what they see is one of the beauties of New Testament ministry. There's a strong priesthood of all believers doctrine here ah. with biblical counseling. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Thank you. Yes. Ed, thank you, and would you pray for us as we conclude? I'd love to. Thanks. Father, thank you for how you, you give your word. And, and in some ways, your word did not anticipate some modern problems that, that didn't exist when New Testament writers were writing these things. But... But your word equips us to love people wisely. Would you give us the grace to be able to move toward others, to, to care about, to have their interests in mind a little bit more than our own, and out of that, to be fruitful as we know them and simply ask those questions, how can we pray together? Thank you for how ministry is, is wonderful and it's simple. In the name of Christ, amen.